Alrighty then. Let's go. Strangely familiar episode eight. Eight. It's the show with hotter friendships and even hotter questions. Where's the other camera? <laughs> it's like we something should, like steal that. That's what like MTV would say about our show if our show was around during the glory days of MTV. Right. Yeah. So it's a uh, day eight. Day eight in a row, you guys. <laughs> we don't know. It's been <laughs> eight days in a row. Uh. Of re-exploring a completely dead friendship. Yeah, we are it has no value. We are still <laughs> we are still coming back and choosing to do this under our right. own free will. Um, I'm Matt. I am not. I am still Jeff. Yes, I've done it. Yeah. Hello, back at night, back in the evening. You can tell because I have my ring light on, and it really just captures the white. And red hues of my skin, just, mm-hmm. just completely dominating. <laughs> really, really I brings out the, the red, but also the pale whites. Yeah, I need the summer so badly. Yeah, like just aching, aching for it. Yeah, you're you're a burn first, burn first guy. <laughs> burn, burn, burn first, first ask questions next. later, yeah, yeah. tan later. Yeah. I don't know. The only thing that ever happened. So I think you know. Let's let's get into it. All right, jump into it. I did, uh, right after I graduated college, I went with my college buds to Hawaii and lived there for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, so it was, you know, a bunch of people in a house, like we each paid like $200 a month in rent. Um, it's like, it's basically a glory, I mean. Back in my day. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because we were all bunking up in several rooms, all of us together. It was funny because I remember there was this guy there. I forgot what I think his name was Rob. We thought he was the coolest guy because he was like 27 and had a job. <laughs> it's like, it's like, holy shit, that guy's got like a real job. He like goes to work every day. And it's like, how do we compete with that? We can't, you know? <laughs> now, uh, now, wait, how many bedrooms was this place you stayed at? Four to five, including one makeshift bedroom. Four, I was going to say four to five. That's a very yeah, like college, a post-college pool. answer. It was like two miles from the beach, um, but a real beauty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in Hawaii. So it took me, we would go to the beach every day, and it took me about a month of going to the beach every day to finally get a base tan, like to finally have something where it'd be like, oh, this is going to last for a minute. I mean, wow. after I left, it was gone for shorter than a month, wow. for sure. But I even had like a blonde streak. It looked like I had to put sun in in my hair. No. It's the real no. deal, baby. No? Wow. So when I got into sushi for the first time, I was always a, I was always a scared of it. I didn't I was gonna stop myself from feeling scared, and I was like, lean into it. Just lean into it. Because <laughs> I was a scared. I was a scared of sushi. Yeah, I'm uh, not a sushi guy. Are you still a sushi guy? Oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, no. No, that's not a lot of exposure in upstate New York. 
I mean, no. Wegmans will have it, grocery stores will have it, but you don't grow up with sushi. I was just going to say, I'm like, actually, my real one exposure was Wegmans. Um, And I've tried it. I eventually mustered up the, I think I had, I don't know, what's a California roll that keeps coming to mind? It's like, what is it, like? avocado and cucumber and like salmon or something see i don't think like, i had kind of, salmon kind of like mine. one of the basic ones i don't know if that's exactly right but it's but i, I mean i had something and i'm like i don't it wasn't bad i've had way worse things but i don't i don't i don't get why it's all the rage tell me this if it never had anything to do with chopsticks would it be as popular i think um, there's an aesthetic and a little bit of a pretentious feel to it. I mean, it's also, I would say, it would have caught on eventually. Because, I don't know if you know this, Americans like eating with their hands. Yeah. So we would have still picked it up. I kind of, I mean... Would it have been a finger food? Is it a finger food? I thought, see, now my, my idea is that anything eaten with chopsticks is a utensil-based food. So it actually should transition to a fork, presumably. You can eat anything with your hands. Oh, no, I know. But I'll tell you, French onion soup in my hands, that is a bad <laughs> yeah, dude. day. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I would say, I mean, ultimately, you either like fish or you don't. And um, that's all I got to say about that. That's a real on. hot take. I think it would have caught on. I mean, it, it is like it's, it's good food for me. For me. For me. Because it's like, it does give you energy, I feel like, but it doesn't fill you up too much. So, okay. There you go. Plus wasabi. I love a little wasabi. Clear out the nostrils. So, yeah. Um, I did have to clean up a spill of Frank's Red Hot at the work this week. Oh? Because we didn't have our maintenance around. Just got a colleague. Oh, somebody broke something in aisle 14. They walk over there. One of my employees, for sure, <laughs> dropped a big thing. Of it was like oh, the it wasn't even a thing. customer? No. I was like, and why'd yeah, you have to clean, clean it up? up? I know, right? You're like, the, 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 person who, the person who broke it's an employee, and you're not a custodian. Therefore, such as, that person mm-hmm. cleans it up. You know why? Because I do everything that needs to be done. That's who I am. I want to set the example. Guess what? I'll clean this is up. That, is that why you did time, it? Because next time, you're going to clean it up. Hey, you that's not setting right an now. example. You're setting a precedence that you probably had. I don't it think up. he's used it before. We still use. They call it spill magic, but functionally, it's sawdust. Like, yeah, same thing as like elementary school puke cleanup. Yep. It fucking works. Um, but it did like it was a big bottle. Oh, it was cayenne, like in my nostrils. Like I could barely breathe. <laughs> it, I was like crying just cleaning put, this thing up. Folks, folks, I need you to put in the comments if you think Matt is setting a good precedence. Or if okay. Matt's setting a good example, I, I see. I think you've set a precedence now that it's like, well, if something spilled, call Matt; he'll clean anything. Whereas you're seeing it as, you know what? This is what we do. You take your sawdust and you do this, and so next time it's your, it's on you. But they're deep inside; they're like going to be like, Matt, I don't know how do I, where do I? And you'll be like, ah, I'll show you one more time. I'll be curious about the feedback on that. I do believe what you're saying um my style is to my my leadership style is either to do it or to get really (laughs) mad otherwise and just look at somebody really disappointed (laughs) and not talk to them 
I, I love to do, I love to dad it. I love to either like do it, be like, this is how you do it and get it done. And then if something doesn't get done the way I don't like or whatever, I just like to have a really pouty face, an angry face and just stare at somebody and watch them. And they know until they walk away or they know like, shit, you know, it's kind of that thing. Not a lot of words exchanged, just a lot of, hey, this is how you do this. So next time you'll learn, uh, you'll be able to do it. And if you don't do it next time, I'm just going to kind of give you a little angry mug. I'm going to give you the disappointed face. But then, what, yeah, will you that. will you be the will you be okay with just being like? Well, I guess it sits there, and like have like a have like a showdown of like I'm not doing it. No, I'm not okay with that. See, so you I'm results oriented. Oh, boy, I care about the result. I don't care about the human relationships that <laughs> suffer because of it. <laughs> we we know this. Uh, <laughs> I do like to. I mean, when Folks, I folks, this is a podcast or, that we're trying to rebuild a friendship after twenty years of. By the, that, that brings Jeff, me to you're doing you. this wrong. Stop. Yeah. yeah, stop saying what I do is wrong. I don't like that. <laughs> friendship ended. Uh, Reshun. Yeah, I do like to like. I mean, so I did have him. One thing, like the actual Frank's Red Hot, so it broke and it got sauce all over the other bottles. And I was like, "Yeah, what's your plan for that?" That's I gave him one of those. Uh, I guess wipe them, like clean them off with a paper towel. I was like, nope, those yeah. bottles are now scratch and sniff. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and start that. Yeah, so, like, if someone that. wants to know what Frank's Red Hot really tastes like, good news on this batch, they can go up and you know lick the bottle yeah. and be like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I, I would like to buy this product. You just sold extra bottles because of this mishap. That's mm-hmm. capitalizing. Um, let me ask you a question. I'd rather I mean, you did. You're not it, watching please, this. Check it out on the YouTube or Spotify. Yeah. But how are you not terrified of the open curtains behind you in the office? I am on the second floor. Yeah. It's so way I, scarier than if somebody if someone if, <laughs> if you see someone in that window, that's terrifying. Yeah. We have a big problem. Um, no, I mean, this is this is the office. So um, normally these monitors are up higher, but I was just trying to move them. And like it came crashing down and I didn't fix it because we had to do the podcast. So... Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's my normal source of light during the, during the day. I have another window over here behind the computer. Um, but that's my normal source of light. Uh, now that daylight savings happened over the weekend, I officially like when I work till five 30, I now have daylight basically, even on a cloudy day, I'm pretty solid for daylight now until the end of my, uh, end of my day. So I just wow. leave the curtains open, man. Um, I got nothing to hide. Um. Yeah, whatever. If people want to take a look at a live podcast being broadcast or you know being filmed, good for them. Dude, the confidence, I love it. Good for them. Hey, knock on the door. Come ask what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's one of my favorite hobbies that I've developed over the last ten to fifteen years. Especially uh, just a looking really in nice... windows. Love it. Yeah. Like if you, if that's not really time, a hobby. That's stalking. Have the cops talked to you about your hobby a couple times? They haven't. We know they haven't. Last episode. I've never been busted. Well, here's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> haven't been. <laughs> zero charges so far. They've been able to bring I mean, zero I charges. I don't like, mm-hmm. you know, peer in. I don't do the full on, like, zoom in. But I like to walk around. I like to see how other people live. It's the sociologist in me. <laughs> I've never studied. Um, but it is fun to walk around a neighborhood and just see, like, Hey, why is your computer like also on your kitchen table? And why are your kids not joining you for dinner? That kind of stuff. 
Um, and why are your windows open to allow me to look in? I mean, you I'm not, not going to stare, but I just got to You can't help, but if you see a TV it's, from outside, you yeah, can't help what the but fuck are you watching? hope to see and understand what they're watching, especially if it's like a movie or a TV show, and then judge the ever-living shit out of them yeah. for the better or for worse based on that one thing you know about them, which is that they may or may not enjoy that show that's on. Every TV is so big now, too. You can just see. Absolutely. Exactly. And it's um, every TV is gigantic and no TVs are big enough. It's funny because I'll even watch stuff. It'd be like, I'll drive by like on a football day. Everybody's watching football. Even if it's a game in New York, if it's like Bears and Niners, not even a local team, people are watching it. But I'll still yeah. judge them. I'll still be like, oh, you basic bitch. Watching a thing that I would watch too if I was home. And not driving. <laughs> if I was home, I'd <laughs> totally watch loser. that, you fool. Uh, what are you watching? The Bachelor on TV with the ads? You asshole. <laughs> watch it on Hulu, <laughs> you dork. God, grow up. <laughs> goddamn fool oh yeah um what do you want to talk about today what do we want to catch up with do we want to jump into conversation dice see how those roll right great i just saw these here okay um let's remind the folks at home what we left off our last last episode with we rolled with our conversation dice the words daily museum and superpower Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm I'd is. say that's the most uh, eclectic mix of words we've gotten yeah. so far. Yeah. I don't know if I have to put them into one thing. Did you think of something that combines all of them? Uh, no, because... <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Who, who's going to museums daily? That's so... A superhero, the Daily Planet, the Museum of Newspapers. Okay. You know? mm-hmm. there you go. But, um, well, let's, let's get this out of the way. Okay. Superpower, basic question, first date question. What's your superpower right now that you would choose? And has it changed in the last 10 to 15 years? What do you think it was back in the day? Um, Probably super strength back super in the day. Strength? Oh, yeah. I think, I think so. Yeah. That's what you want right now? No, I think that's what it was back in the oh, day. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I always was fascinated by like, I think being a, a bigger kid in general, like that, like it was kind of like uh, always like the uh, sh- strength size of things would always be cool. And I always liked um, Colossus for like X-Men. Colossus was my jam. Um, but I always was fascinated by the stronger characters, Hulk, Juggernaut, all, all those types of things. So superhero strength was always a big thing for me now. Um, it's, it's been for a while in my adult years, like, I don't know, like invisibility always comes to mind because like, I don't know. That, girls I think locker that, room. I think that, exactly. <laughs> and that's the problem with mentioning it is that people are always like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, what do I do? Porkies. But no, I don't know. It's, it, I think it's, it's, it's weird because I think there's part of it. It has to do with like anxiety and like slowing Ooh. things down and like disappearing, literally unable to be found by people like sometimes seems really appealing. Like how I like if, uh, if you've ever like lost a cell phone and like, you're like, Oh, I'm not going to get one till Monday and it's Friday. And you realize you just had a weekend without being able to really be reached by like by people. It's kind of a nice feeling. So sometimes like you think that uh, being a superhero and, and being able to be invisible for a little bit would be just refreshing. So would you use it to act like functionally, like walk through public or do things and, yeah, hundred like, yeah. percent. I mean, 
You're always going to do it for financial gain, too. I'm not going to lie. Any superpower you have, if you don't do it for financial gain, you're a damn fool. What's the financial gain of invisibility? I don't know. Other than like robbing a bank, which is a pretty dishonest way to to do it. But like, I mean, you could you could feasibly use invisibility to kind of do. I'm trying to think of what you could do. That isn't shysty, <laughs> but yeah. do it for financial gain. That's tough, but I'm sure there would be a way you to go to like a Super Bowl it. and Tanya Harding, Patrick Mahomes knee. And that's, yep. Yeah, that's part of it is like, right. You could be really, the Eagles, you could really yeah. be a real terrible person and just hurt people. Yeah. Um, but there's gotta be a way to monetize it. There's a way to monetize anything of that for superpower wise. But I think it's, I don't know. What's yours? Mine probably was that in high school. Or like I always wanted to do the Zach Morris timeout. That would have been fun. Interesting. I don't know if that's a superpower per se, but a timeout, everybody else is freezes around you and you can talk to the the camera. I guess it's there. They've kind but of addressed that in some great movies, way to fuck with people. Right? Hmm? They kind of did that in like Logan, right? I don't know, I didn't see it. I'm an asshole. I'm so sorry. Oh, what a <laughs> I'm so pile sorry. Of trash. I disappointed you. That's literally uh, like the best X-Men movie that was ever made. I've heard. It's so I believe cool. it too. See, I just it, kind of accept that and don't watch it. <laughs> see the, I do want to watch it. See the noir version. They do a black and white version. It's way cooler. Really? Yeah. Mm. But anyway. I will. Um, now, does that stop time or does that stop everyone's like conscious being around you? And does it work for inanimate Ooh, objects? Good point. So if you timed out, does time still go and you could just untime people in the evening or two months from now would they shit themselves which in theory then is it actually not stopping time because that's not an actual thing and it's just a construct are you just moving at an incredibly fast rate that everything is more or less seemingly stopped in time because you're moving at such a absurd rate Mm -hmm. that could be it too we need to write somebody Dear Mr. Belding. Right. We'll do but, that. But they never knew that they were being stopped. So Zach was obviously some sort of like omnipresence, like a demigod type character. Yeah. In Saved by the Bell. You don't think we Belding never... went back and rewatched those? What's that? You don't think Belding went back and rewatched the documentary? No. Yeah, they never addressed that on high. the Zach attack. Yeah. Uh, podcast, shout out. I would want to fly, I think, now. Just, just seems really fun <laughs> to like. Lock. It doesn't. I, mean, I guess te- I should say teleport. Like teleport's more efficient. Just say so you can go anywhere. But I think flying would knock off a couple things. Like just the sheer. I mean, what's more fun than flying? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know because I've never done it. But being able to like go over a house. My. <laughs> being my, able to fly next to a house and look inside of it and all around it, get a three hundred sixty degree view, would be amazing. But I think there's something about. So you want to be a drone? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to do a lot could, of flying. I want to like deliver some... packages for Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just small, like five pounds or less, like sweaters, heavy sure. sweaters, two sure. sweaters. Yeah. Um. But also getting, I feel like if you, if I learned how to fly, mm. it would help also another maybe an anxiety thing. Like it help you like overcome a lot of other, like if you could conquer the fear of flying without anything around you. 
without the bus in the sky or like some safety stuff around you, just be in, in a different space that would be uncomfortable. And then you conquer it. I'd be like, I can do anything. I mean, everybody's going to see me. I'm not going to be invisible. But the weird thing with flight compared to other things is like, like, what is that? A lot of superpowers is like, what, what would that sensation be? Right. Cause you never, the superheroes that are flying are not like, angel where they're actually like flapping wings and stuff like yeah. they're just hovering and stuff so it's like how do you make it go how what is the sensation how do you speed up is there a speed mm. up like they seem to have great control over it but what does that mean what is it how is it happening i think it would feel like whatever you feel like in a roller coaster but you have control over it <laughs> so i don't know how it works exactly or like when the car windows are down you just feel that i don't know how it's propelled i mean mm. if i knew if somebody knew we'd be doing it, but um, I, I, if you ever felt, I've had I, one of my most recurring dreams is driving off of a bridge and feeling it into like the, the water. Plummet? Yeah, but in a car for something like like driving up the side of a bridge that has like a copper or whatever iron kind of side, and you like kind of go up the side of it, and then you like drive off, so you get a little bit of lift, a little bit of ramp up, and then you like go over the edge so you get that are you talking height. about like like a suspension bridge bridge like you'd be going up like the, exactly it's the more side like an iron. golden gate what? yeah i mean sort of but it's just like more of a i mean it's more of like a dome shape an arc shape arch shape but made of like you know copper metal something like that so um, your 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 dream leads you up like edged kind of mm -hmm. and then plummeting mm -hmm. yeah i feel it i always wake up but how real i, I always wake up <laughs> yes you do you're here yeah. I mean, doesn't it feel realistic for that two seconds? Whatever you, I guess whatever your mind thinks that it is, right? Whatever the feeling of falling that far. Yeah, dude. It's weird. I don't like it. I would like, what's the furthest you've ever fallen, do you think? Ooh. Or jumped? <laughs> jumped? I remember... <laughs> Well, there's two things. I, re I remember being at SUNY Oswego when we were like 20 yeah, in the winter, playing a bunch of beer pong, and then we were going to go to the bars, and there yeah. was a big snow mound outside your house because it had snowed, and it got plowed up. <laughs> I went to the top and then jumped off of that. It was probably like six feet. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that was really stupid. I definitely could have just <laughs> broken my knee or my ankle. Yeah, I've probably happen. done like 15 feet. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like water. I... Yeah, I, I would say mine was water. mine was probably into a snow pile um, at Oswego um, next to the dorm. So like when we would walk into the dorms, uh, this is at Oneida Hall. Um, you walk into the dorm on the second level. And so if you look at the dorm off to the left, there'd be this um, kind of like a railing made of like concrete. And if you looked over, it went down to the ground about yeah, 15, 20 feet maybe. And the snow was so bad during the snowstorm that it piled up like six, seven feet. We just launched ourselves into the yeah. snow, like off That's of this. That's a great 20, early 20s um, feeling, college drunk feeling of that snow. It doesn't hurt. It's just like water, yeah. which could well, hurt one, too. One girl, one girl had jumped in and like was afraid. So she like, instead of, jumping and sprawling out snow angel uh she jumped in feet first and just went <laughs> right disappeared into the snow and so yeah. we had to like dig her out 
Yeah. Nice. So that was probably it. I mean, I've never jumped really high into water. That's never, I've never jumped off. Not even like the high dive at like Casey Park or anything like that. That's not my ish. Um, so I would say probably jumping about, yeah, 15, maybe a little bit more than 15 into a snowbank. What's your favorite museum? Have you um, been to one? Yeah. Philly's got to have some, right? Philly's got the one that, uh, the Rocky statue is outside of, uh, um, the art museum. The art museum. Actually, yeah, I went to Philly once and did the, the run up that. So I've been there a couple of times. Um, they have like rotating displays, uh, like, uh, not displays. What am I trying to say? Like rotating exhibits exhibits thank you yes uh yes. so i've been there for Can't a harry ride. potter one went there for a marvel one um so yeah uh you know i enjoyed that i'm not a huge museum guy but i would actually i would say my favorite museum i've been to is uh the and i think this would qualify pro <sighs> probably cooperstown probably the baseball hall of fame and then the rocket roll hall of fame was pretty fun too so those are the two yeah. museums I enjoyed the most. Somehow, I mean, I've never been to the baseball one. I don't know if I still would. I mean, I guess I would go if I was there and somebody wanted me to go. It seems like it's pretty cool. Rock and roll. <laughs> I think I went to at one point. In like I like that you think grade. you went. Oh. And I bought a Matchbox 20 CD. Yourself or they someone was... like you. <laughs> yeah. It's a great album. I know. Three a.m. I must be lonely. Um, when I lived in DC, I mean, you, I think Dave you Museum's probably there? know this. The uh, <laughs> all the Smithsonian's are free. That's one of the greatest treasures of our country. Is that the Smithsonian museums are free? So they've got the modern art, the tr historical art, whatever they call it, classical art, um, science, different American histories, like tons of stuff. The zoo there, the Smithsonian Zoo, is free to walk through. I used to just take the metro there and walk through on a Saturday morning just to walk, just to chill. Um, but I remember my favorite is the Natural History Museum there. Um, they have all these like stuff. They have like this great mammal exhibit. When you walk in, there's like a huge elephant. But what I remember most is one day I went through there, like just a weekend morning again. Um, I was walking in the lobby by the elephant. And all of a sudden I realized I was the only one moving. I was like walking through people. And they were all like frozen. Why? Like, what the fuck is going on? I thought I was like almost had a panic attack. So I was like, is this real life? Is this happening? You know, David the dentist. And all of a sudden somebody goes, so I don't remember what they said, but they just started, everybody started clapping like, ha ha ha, yay. It was like some, it was like a flash mob that was happening. And I was apparently the only one that didn't realize that everybody was just, fro I was in my own world, just walking through people that were all frozen in time, doing their own flash mob at the, <laughs> at the history museum. Wait, they being frozen was the flash mob everybody like was in a pose just stopped it all of a sudden i didn't realize that i was just like oh i did i mean it took me a while but i was like going around people like nobody was moving but, and i was like the only you one also on the didn't ground. see anyone else not <laughs> well once i realized that i was like what the fuck is happening like am i in trouble <laughs> i don't know what i'd be in trouble for but i was like are these people alive are these people stuffed <laughs> is this like this is Dude. the worst mammal exhibit ever and how old <laughs> were you people uh, 23. Dude, imagine if that was the day that you're like, you know, I'm going to go into the museum, but I'm going to en enjoy some recreational items before I go in. Like, imagine going in and experiencing that. You probably would have lost your effing mind. Well, I did. I was definitely probably a little stoned. Okay. But 
Just recreationally, not like super, you know. Right, you're right. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, <laughs> that could be exponentially that's more why, That's probably why it, it took me a second to realize, but then also, for a moment, I didn't know. And I was like, what? So, flash mobs had a moment there. Did you ever engage in a flash mob? Or do you have any flash mob memories? No, no. No, I never engaged in a flash mob. Absolutely would have uh, if, the, if the situation arose. I was definitely involved uh, in a pr- one, pretty one, li- one second. Oh, we got a call. First call. First live call. Hello. Hi, honey. I won't keep you long, but I just wanted to let you know that you were talking on Marlon in your podcast yesterday because of guessing the person that, that wrote Yikes on Ashley's TV. That's oh. Warden. That was me. Because D- Dad must have the YouTube account under his name when we set up like the TV or something. I don't know why it's under Ken. So, like, I go to so you, so mom, you were the, you were the Ken that put yikes on YouTube. Absolutely. But I didn't mean it to go under Ken. I, I just, I'm on YouTube. And that's how I watch your story live. And it's just easier for me to pull it up. And I just go there. Ah. And now, so that was me because, and I said, yikes, because when you said next week, when, when Matt pulls out she the said, three yikes. words, and you're yeah. going to say you're going to talk about your mom. <laughs> That's why I go yikes. Oh, boy. And did you, did you so Ken is next, Sharon. Um, episode 6 was called Yikes, right? Yeah, Episode 6 was called Yikes. That's absolutely it. Hey, I got I got to go. I'll, I'll give you a call in a little bit. Okay, no problem. All right, bye. Wow. Well, damn, what are the odds of that? We solved who Ken was, we who YouTube Ken great, was, and it. it's my yeah. mom. So the great Ken conundrum. So did she just? She must have just watched it. <laughs> like, I, yeah. So there, we, there you have it. Sorry, it was. So important... she said she was watching it on the TV. Right? Yeah. So she didn't know it was signed under your Ken, your dad, but also. She commented through the TV, which means she had to use the remote probably to go I up guess. and down. I don't like know. Yeah, out. this is gonna. <laughs> like she commented through YouTube on yeah, TV well, with the remote. I have. <laughs> they called in during the episode. I'm yeah. so glad it went that way. Uh, yeah. I was gonna ignore the call, and I'm like, no, no, let's answer this yeah. and just see how it goes. But uh, she oh, now so she perfect. opened up into it. So, boy, it's gonna be interesting when she hears this episode and finds out that yeah. she was on an episode. She's a star. Um, so, yeah, as you were. I was in a flash mob. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not like inside the one in the museum, but it was like 2011 or something like that. Mm. It was at the University of Texas, the international office. And it's like one of those things that's fun when things that are lame can be fun in an office setting. You know, like, you know how everything's dumbed down in an office setting where of it's course. like things that you would normally do in real life all of a sudden are fun because it's at work. So, yeah, yeah won't be being in a flash mob. So. Our hilarious idea was, hey, you guys, at the next general meeting of the whole office, you know, all the different divisions, our division will wear purple shirts. <laughs> all of us. Oh, my God. And then everyone would be like, wait, you guys are all wearing purple. <laughs> hey, you know what? Let's double down. When everybody else walks into the meeting, let's give them high fives. <laughs> oh, my God. They're going to go insane. This is so – let's disrupt the system. Fuck the man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> it, just, it was like the lamest thing. Oh my God. We were that like, so I don't lame. know why. I was really jazzed about it too. Cause it's like, I mean, what else is there to be jazzed about at like an office setting except for stuff like that? There's not man. Like that's, that's the tough thing. That's the tough thing with office humor is the tough part about, so like in my job is, you know, moving, uh, working for an insurance and there's a lot of different movement in the company. So like I might be on new teams and stuff like that. And when you, when you have to move around the job, you know, re-meeting new people at the office, you always have to like dip your toe in the water as to what can I joke about? A, like what humor is accepted? Not like what humor do people find funny, but also how how much inappropriate shit can I get away with saying yeah. and not be reported to HR? Like, and that's, I liked playing that game to an extent, but it was kind of like exhausting too, because you're like, oh, a new person. Okay, can I say this? Can I say this? Can I say this? And stuff gets more and more fucked up, but. Um, it's like, who's going to be the person that would go to HR and report me? I mean, legitimately, you know. Oh, you can usually, you can, if it's the person, you can spot the person pretty quick. And if you're that person, you're probably not listening to our podcast because there's no way you would find anything of what we're saying to be okay or tolerable or interesting. You're not one of the 44. Nope. Nope. You are not in the strange. Get out of here. We don't need 45. All right. No. Turn around. Turn your ears around and get out of here. (laughs) I do remember in that there was... (laughs) One of the team leaders or whatever, directors of the other, one of the divisions came in. Yeah. And we were doing a high five and she was like, I'm okay. And we were just like, Who turns remember down for a minute we were fives? like, what a bitch. But now part of me sort of gets it because she's like, nah. But part of me was like, you're just jealous that you didn't come up with this and your team doesn't do really fun things like wear purple shirts on a day to a meeting. Yeah. I mean, that that is, that is really, that's really breaking the walls down. Way to knock us down when we're having a great time. Yeah. Maybe what do you great, do now? Your you're, great time should be. <laughs> you should have a better great time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. How about for this? Um, this month we celebrate everybody's birthday at once. Uh, one, <laughs> we do these like spot. Like, I actually okay. Here, I'll tell you this. You definitely don't know this about me. So, okay. I basically, as I'm making fun of this. I was probably sort of instrumental in starting this thing. Because <laughs> I was like, I got to start having fun at work. Whatever the boundaries are at an office space, like, I don't like this going to the cubicle every day. So I started, like, a thing, what would you call it? Like, workplace satisfaction. It was basically like, hey, how can you enjoy your job more? And before you say more money, <laughs> there's not more money, all right? So anything besides that. So we did, like, a a bunch of stuff. So it was like, the coach slash shortstop of the softball team that we won, the UT Staff League softball team. Sure. Yeah, who cares? Just It's a big trophy that looks like a giant baseball glove. Sat on my desk for like a year. Greatest moment of my life. Whatever. Okay, <laughs> that notwithstanding. Uh-huh. Um, we did a bunch of like spotlights and like that yoga thing was probably part of it. Like we did a bunch of – I can't even think of it because honestly – I just want more money now when I think about it. It's like more money and more free time is what I want. But what we did worked so well that I think I pitched it for like a national conference as an idea to like for office places to like not use money to try to increase morale at work. And I got picked up. 
So I did a presentation at Puerto Rico at a conference about this. <laughs> I went there for it. And then from there, I got, there was like a regional conference for like international educators. And it got voted so highly that I got selected to go to like the national conference in St. Louis to present it. And I presented this conference about workplace satisfaction in front of like four, 400 people. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. And I drove there. I drove there with my buddy, Brett. We drove from Austin to St. Louis. It was right after I quit working at UT. So it's perfect timing. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell anybody that. And then so I was like, shit, I got I I already put in my two weeks or I might have been two months or three months. I don't know. I was like kind of over working there. Um, but I was like, I still want to do this like conference thing that yeah. I got s- selected for. So Brett and I drove up, drove through St. Louis, um, or into St. Louis. I remember cause we crossed so this the border. is at a UT thing or no. Yeah. It was a UT program that then I pitched towards like a regional thing. So it basically took what I helped create at UT for our office and then pitch it as an idea for other universities and other okay, programs. Okay. So this, this yeah. trip. This is not a UT thing. It originated it from your job at UT, but yeah. this trip it was got selected not... as it was called like whatever is like whatever the international because we were in the international education industry. It was oh, like okay. that overarching like national board okay. type of thing. Um, so yeah, then the national conference was in St. Louis. We drove there. Um, I remember we got. I oh, was speaking of cops from the last episode. Yeah. Um, I remember it was raining out. Brett and I were in the hotel. We decided to go smoke in the car. And it was raining out. Basically, hot box the car, and a cop started driving around in a circle around us, basically in the parking lot. <laughs> we're like, oh, we're fucked. We're fucked. And we just like lean the chair back. It's like, is that the same know. cop? We're in he'll a parking lot. Of course, that, it's the yeah. same cop. He's probably fucking with us. But then the next day, sure enough, nailed a presentation to great reviews. Like, hey, where do you work? And it's like, nowhere now. <laughs> Free <laughs> agent. Why? What'd I don't you got? go there anymore. Yeah, are you hiring? Um, and probably the most memorable part of it is the girl that I was doing with it. Her name was Tina. She was like my co-presenter. At the mm-hmm. beginning, we would like get a dance party going. Sure. You know, kind of like at the beginning of our episodes. Get the dance going. Get the body moving. Start mm-hmm. feeling it. So we do that song, whatever. It's like, I love it. I don't care. I love it. We get people like, eventually you get people standing up. And she started going around like tossing candy to people. You know, again, basic bitch office stuff. Everybody likes candy. Everybody likes candy. But she started going around. I got to find the video because she was like fastball chucking it into people's faces. Not on purpose, but I don't think she did. Not on go as well. <laughs> she was like, like two feet away from somebody. She was just like launching it into their face. Uh, it was so fun. But yeah, I was really into the uh, that that kind of racket, the uh, the motivation racket for a second. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the next career move. Well, here's my my greatest idea that I've ever come up with, and I'll share it with you now. The the way I finished every presentation like that of the workplace satisfaction, how to make yourself happier. I came up with this concept of it's called the wishes, like Aladdin. I don't know if if I came up with this with somebody, let me know. I think it's it's mostly my idea. It might be all my idea. <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy. Uh, I definitely did. I didn't steal it from anybody. If anything, no, no, it's fine. I, you somebody did. else. Yeah. But it was this idea of wishes and like having three wishes. No, no, no. Genies came like, up if, with that. You didn't come up with that. What if we really, what if we really have wishes when we're born? You know, you guys, hey, you guys, hey, you guys out in that crowd there. Okay. Listen, I know you're not happy with your jobs. This is how we reclaim our happiness. Imagine this idea of which, witches. <laughs> imagine, imagine witches. <laughs> Turn to, they're awesome. Um, 
three wishes, but we waste them on shit, you know? We waste it real early on because we're like, man, I wish I had a ham and cheese sandwich right now. So we just toss it out. We say we wish for things that, you know, we can have. A little bit of effort gets us that wish. Save those wishes, all right? Save those grand wishes for something else. All the other things that you can achieve, do it, all right? Did you want the ham and cheese sandwich? Stand up and walk and get it, all right? Don't leave it out in the ether. You can achieve anything, ham and cheese or otherwise. But that was basically the pitch. Like, don't waste your wishes. I feel like this might have been Brett involved in this too. But um, you guys yeah, came don't up waste with wishes this when on you were stupid high, shit, didn't you? Because also, when you say you wish something, you put it out into the ether, and it never. You don't even do it. You know, a wish a wish just goes away in the wind. I just came up with that. Um, but that was always my big Trademark my big TM. finale. Was, yeah, don't wish for something. Just do it. That was before Shia LaBeouf. I'm pretty sure too. I don't. I, yeah, sorry. I'm confused. I just, I really Your pitch just told that. us to wish for stuff, but then don't wish. Just well, don't. do it. Well, if you're gonna wish, save it. You know, like I wish that I could fly and be invisible. Two wishes. I'll use them right now. Not all the time. Not all the time. I wish I wasn't invisible all the time. No. no. Oh no. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Trust me, wishes that that's that's like the only thing we learn from movies and TV is that if you're if you're not specific with your wish. It's going to come back and screw you over. Think of like Aladdin and um, was it Bedazzled and the monkey paw from the Simpsons, like Halloween, like, mm. yeah, Treehouse of Horror, like number four when they had the monkey paw. So like all of these things tell us if you wish and aren't specific, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass, except for Aladdin. Everything actually turned out fine for him. Yeah, I think it was great. Yeah. Um, Never except mind. for, was that guy Robin Williams? That didn't work out. Boo. <laughs> Boo. What? Too soon. You would, you would think it's hilarious. Too soon. It was a run by fruiting. <laughs> okay, well, that, that's going to give me a chuckle. Have you ever, what's your... I would say for me, like doing that stuff probably made me the happiest in a way at work of like doing something because it was like I got to do it. It was like in in a way like my creative thing in this whatever setting this is where I have to do this shit. At least I got to like over in this field do this other thing as part of it too. So it made me really happy to do it and like people took to it. So I would say that was like my one of my most memorable professional accomplishments in the last 15 years or so okay do you have anything like that for professional accomplishments yeah any, any work what, what what's made you the proudest at work mm. and not necessarily that it wasn't directly involved with the work that you did but um you know i had a small thing that implemented uh at um this is about five, six years ago when I first became a trainer and um, we were trying to think, uh, I basically just came up with an idea of like assessing people's uh, personalities and their training results kind of over like four or five weeks, but not by like grades. Cause we did grade people at my old job on their trainings, but also like what I put together was I put together kind of like a personality spreadsheet 
like, hey, they struggled. They seem to struggle with this. They like to do this, and and they they receive information well this way and that way. And I can't made like a personality assessment for all these people just on a whim, honestly, because I was bored and I thought that it was kind of an interesting task to do. And I presented them to my boss. I said, hey, I'd like to give these to their supervisors that are going to be out on the floor. And my boss is like, where'd you come up with this shit? And I'm like, I don't know. I just felt like doing it. And he goes, this is great. And literally like that day, he like emailed out the rest of the trainers. He's like, hey guys, here's the thing Jeff came up with. He goes, guess what? This is the new, this is the new like requirement that I want everyone to do. Like it was a really quick turnaround. I'm not even sure he had the authority to make that a thing so quick. But like it was probably want to take a little credit for it. You know? Yeah, it was it was cool to uh, to do that because look out Myers Briggs, look out disc assessment. Bec- yeah, right. Exactly. Oh my god, disc assessment. I'm like you're <laughs> you're a green personality. Like that stuff. Sometimes I'm just like uh, I'm like shut the fuck up. Like, yeah. um, but it was it was cool because I had really aspired to be a trainer, and it was nice to have something implemented as a new standard. But more so what I liked about it is that it took away our shitty concept of grading people with numbers and was just, hey, this is what these people, this is how they learn well. And this is what these, this type of personality, because it's, it's nice to have that kind of heads up and you're just, you're not like evaluating, seeing someone's wrong or right. It's just acknowledging that people have different personalities, different adaptabilities to learning and stuff like that. So it was, you know, prideful that that got taken into consideration. Um, Dude, that's really cool for for that kind of thing. So, um, I feel like it's hard. It's it's hard for a workplace. Well, not hard, but most workplaces don't take the time to consider the humanity of the labor. I think. No, I mean that's so. that's why I left. That's why I left a job after a decade of 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 being there, and I took less pay and a lower position to change companies because of culture and the new company is worlds apart. Um, they treat people a lot better. I don't really like to say like the company treats people well, but they seem to be sticking by it. Cause I haven't really like a lot of companies will preach bullshit, you know, forward thinking and stuff. And then they're like, Hey, JK, LOL, fuck off. <laughs> um, but I've, I've had no complaints about my, my new employer and, uh, you know, I don't know how much companies really give a shit about people. I'm pretty pessimistic when it comes to that stuff. I think companies are there to profit. And if they have to go through souls on the way through, like, so be it. Um, but I've been lucky enough that a lot of people I've worked with at the new company are, are very much not like that. Um, managers, directors and stuff like that. So they seem to invite, be embodying it, but I'm always going to look out for myself as opposed to the the wellness of the company because the company will survive without me. So I don't think they're ever looking out for me. Um, people might, people might care about me at the company, but the company doesn't give a shit about me. And I always keep that in check because then I, it makes me remember that I have to look out for myself and not, and not for the, you know, this is, you know, being a good company guy. Cause I tried that before and it's bullshit. Yeah. The, uh, I try to tell the people at work, do like if they're going to call out sick or not come in. I mean, it depends. Like sometimes I'll be like, dude, you're the person that misses like a day a week. Like you're still going to miss another day. But ultimately it's like, guess what? This company is going to be okay without you. It's hard for people to know that it's the weirdest part. I think the office actually did a really good job of capturing this. Like in that Michael Scott season where he leaves and he's like, it's like his last day. 
because we've all felt that the last day at your job and everybody around you is talking about tomorrow or next week or like ordering paper for the next shipment and you're like ah, not part of this anymore yeah. and it's such a weird feeling to have that yeah where that foot out the door and the world's still going to be going on no matter how much you put into it or how much you were a part of it that everything there's inertia there's just life inertia and people inertia and everything else keeps moving whether you're there or you're not and it's i don't know is that depressing i don't know or yeah. maybe if you can harness that your tomorrow is going to be so significantly different and the company's tomorrow yeah. is going to be nothing different yep yeah um i guess in a way it could be inspiring because you could be like well let me leave my stamp here and then make sure it's worth it all my days here i spend I at least like have some kind of connection with these people. So they'll have some kind of memory of me or our interactions with each other. Yeah. Um, otherwise it's like, what's the point, man? <laughs> what's the point? Got all this money. Uh, not all this money, but you know, yeah. got curtains. I don't fully close behind me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Just a man with some open curtains. Yeah. So you highlighted, something on our um on our little note page is that what you right oh the sports yeah that'll be fun yeah i remember you made that list like this idea of live sporting events slash sports fandom changes intensity yeah i like particularly the idea of like the changes in intensity and fandom and what that means what's your take on that because i know you had written that you wrote that note. Yeah. So like I figured in the time that we knew each other. So, you know, I watched, um, I watched sports growing up, but I was never a a major fan. I was a Yankee fan. Um, I liked, uh, you know, I was exposed to giants and Raiders, um, because of my parents. I, I didn't, you were my exposure to hockey, literally, um, (laughs) hockey in central New York, not drastically people played hockey, but I feel like the only people that watched NHL were people who played hockey right? Yeah. Um, in central New York. So small community. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, professional basketball, I don't know. Every kid liked to wear Charlotte Hornets gear and liked Michael Jordan, like the yeah, Alonzo. Yeah. So that. like, yeah, like, so, um, college though, um, you know, uh, got to college and was exposed to just to happen to, you know, the guys on my fr- floor for freshman year were really into football. So I started getting back into watching football, like big time, more religiously. Um, and then somewhere around, you know, I, I watched the, the Yankees diamondbacks, obviously series and kept watching sparingly, but then around like, Oh, three Oh four, a couple of my fraternity players were just like more and more guys got added in and like, we just found ourselves watching baseball and like everyone wanted to keep talking about baseball. So everyone watched more and more. So like our fandom worked off of each other and I blacked out and woke up and was a spaz for, for Yankees. Now (laughs) hockey didn't happen for me until I moved to Buffalo. I had to be in a hockey city and Buffalo, you get to Buffalo and they're like, we like the bills and we like the Sabres. Oh yeah. Do you watch, do you like baseball? Fuck baseball. Like no (laughs) one at work wanted to talk about baseball ever with me. Now they have a triple a, the Buffalo Bisons, but that was more of a novelty. No one gave a shit about professional baseball. That's just something you do between football and hockey. Yes. And so I, I'm just like, I, I got to start watching the Sabres. I'm like, I just have to start watching hockey because I want to 
see what this is all about. And the Sabres went to the playoffs the first year I was in Buffalo. And that's the last time they went to the playoffs. Um, <laughs> so I've literally jumped onto the Buffalo fandom as they fell apart and have literally been a dumpster fire since I've been a fan for the last 12 years. But uh, yeah, going to, uh, going to the Flyers game um, on Friday in Philly. Oh, yeah. So, Who are they playing? What's that? Who are they playing? It's Flyers Sabres. Oh, the Flyers Sabres. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I'm dude. going to the game yeah. on Friday. Uh, Sabres just had a really solid win in Toronto last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruins just got their, what, like 50th win in 64 games or whatever the crap it They're is. They're doing well. I'm not going to jinx it. Here, yeah. I got my, well, you'll see it somewhere back there. My Bruins Winter Classic jersey. Yeah. Straight behind me. Went to that this year. Probably one of my favorite sporting events I've ever attended. At Fenway Park, Bruins Penguins this year, the outdoor mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah, I'm all Bruins now. I'm definitely, I like this idea though of the the changing over the years of intensity and fandom. Because I like, I mean, I remember growing up, I was big Yankees. I mean, big Bruins from my dad and playing hockey. Then big Yankees from my grandfather. But then I just kind of like, I'm, I'm still a fair weather Yankees fan. Probably moving away, living in Texas, took some of that away. Because it's, you know, up here, it's like everybody's into it all year. Like, same with like Syracuse or college basketball, any of that, whatever. I mean, I'm more of a UT or Texas fan, college sports now. But ultimately, I, I only have the energy and the passion for one sport and one team now. It's the Bruins. I like, I get the NHL package. Like, that's all I can do. Like, I'll cheer for the Giants. I'll cheer for the Yanks. But I'm a Fairweather fan. I just, I'll, I'll follow it and I'll watch the games. My, my two favorite teams are the Bruins and my fantasy football team. <laughs> I'd rather my fantasy football team win than even other other teams. And it's like, the reason is, I can't bleed <laughs> so much energy and, like, passion all seasons anymore. I just, I, I can't. Like, it's so, like, I was so into it for so long. I remember at college, like, watching Living and Dying by, like, Yankees playoffs games yeah. and stuff like that. And it just... After their great like five six year span, and then just not, I was like, I can't. I can't. The season's so long, I can't. I can't do it I'm anymore. So I can't put it. I also remember when I was in Texas with living with my first girlfriend. I remember, I think the Giants lost to the Eagles in a playoff game. And I was talking to her, and I could just see the look on her face of how bummed out she was that I was so massively. I was like, I walked to a park and just swung on a swing by myself alone. Cause they lost a playoff game, <laughs> which to me seemed like a normal response. And she was like, what are you doing? Like, I was like, the giants lost. Right. I was like, I, I'm so oh. emotionally <laughs> invested. So, yeah, I know. She was like, so bummed out. And I was like, that one moment didn't do it. But I was like, looking back, you're like, diversify, yeah, I, I got to diversify my emotional portfolio here. <laughs> 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 like, this girl sees me like, Living and dying yeah. by this game, and like never see me express any kind of emotion like that to her. And she's just like, What the fuck, man? I'm like, Okay, I could like, <laughs> so it mm. took me, I would say, over the last decade, it's kind of like funneled into the bees. That's where I put my energy. I love sports still. I don't really watch Sports Center, but I love sports moments still. I love the story of sports, sports documentaries. Mm-hmm. And I'll watch fishing, I like to watch golf. I love, I'm a, I'm a very, avid sports gambler in new york state i love getting on some caesar sports book and like popping five dollars here and there so i still love sport competition the olympics anything i'll jump onto it but i can't i just don't like the fandom and intensity for multiple teams has waned Mm -hmm. um and i'm okay with it i guess yeah (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I follow, I even followed the 76ers because I'm like, oh, all right, I'll have one local. And I'm like, yeah. and I got a spot open on my on my fandom sheet for uh, yeah. NBA team. So, yeah, I support the Sixers. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, I mean, as far as as a kid, like with the hockey thing, my <laughs> if, if you asked me, like, name a professional hockey player, I could tell you, like, the easy ones. Basically, you have to have – you either had to be – Wayne Gretzky, um, Brett Hull. Oh, nice pull. Um, anyone on like the Detroit Wed Wings because on Super NES playing like NHL 96, they were like the sheer Eiserman thing. Whatever, yeah. yeah, like Steve Eiserman. Yeah, yeah. Um, the mid 90s NHLs. Were and then uh, really good. And then Ray Bork because of the, yes, of the poster <laughs> in your freaking room, the Secretary of Defense. Do you remember that? Ray Bork poster. Uh, look it up, folks, on Google, because I did like a year ago. I'm like, I wonder if this, Bruins if I Google legend. Ray Bork, Secretary yeah, of Defense, and you can, can pull that it. poster. It's the stupid, you know, it's so stupid that I didn't even understand what, like, I think my mom got me that poster. Yeah. Because he was a defenseman for the Boston Bruins. Right. He won a lot of awards. He's one of the greatest defensemen um, in the NHL history. <laughs> yeah, here it is. These guys, majestic mullet, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, there was this poster, and I had it in my uh, in my bedroom. Yep. I didn't know what secretary. I didn't know secretary of defense was like a real thing in like the government. Right. Because I was like, why is he a secretary if he's like the best defenseman? Is that what secretary <laughs> shouldn't he just be I'm the an, defender? I'm an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, here we'll do. Here, let me just show you because it's shit. <laughs> but it also, um, while you're pulling that up, it it just yeah. reminds me of. There it is. Oh, I have this poster in my bedroom. It is the Secretary so of Defense good. with his mullet in the military uniform. <laughs> Utterly ridiculous. Um, but it reminds me, man, is that what was it? Our our senior year, maybe. Um, the... Oh, by the way, this poster back here. Yeah, it's a Stanley Cup. I don't know if you can see it very yep. well. Um, signed by Ray Bork. Got it signed in two thousand one. He visited Colgate University wow. for like a hockey tournament got him to sign it worst i was such a bozo i like because I, I was calling i did like intermission reports at the hockey games for colgate tv okay like i was like the you know whatever analyst and uh i walked into the press box and i was like mm, excuse me mr bork did you you're can you say your name belongs on this you are so, so bad loser. and he was like so dismissive and it bummed me out he was like all right and he did it and I was so bummed for a while, and I was like, of course, he's just like, he's in his own box, and I just walked up to him, and it was like such yeah. a dork. <laughs> it's not like I was a little kid, either. I was like, you know, 20 years old. When like, Excuse me. I was at your house when the Colorado Avalanche 2001. Won, won the Stanley, Stanley Cup. Cup, and my dad ripped his shirt your off. Your dad and ran ripped the his shirt off and ran outside. <laughs> Never done anything like that before or after. Because like, Ray yeah, Bork had finally yeah. won a cup and yeah. I'm like, man, if I'm like, that is just a side of your dad that I've never seen. I'm like, I've never seen your dad that thrilled. He's we not that guy. On that. Yeah. So it was, it was wild. Um, I did step on something you were thinking about though, before I talked about the, what's the Stanley cup. We were talking about the secretary of defense poster. Yeah. And then that was the, the Ray Bork story of your dad running thing, out. Yeah, like yeah. that was the thing. Like, that's my hockey exposure growing Dude, up. I got to remind him of that. He'll, I mean, he'll remember it for sure. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I was there yeah. for that. That was, that was a magical. That's a magical. Awesome. That's a, a magical moment. Um, All right. Well, now I got to see your dad with his shirt off. Deal's a deal. Got to be equal. <laughs> well, he's got a YouTube Cammy. channel, so feel free to subscribe. I'm, I'm maybe maybe he's got something on there. Um, any any quick hot recommendations for the week? Oh shit! I had one too. Um, that I was thinking of. Um, I tried something this week. Okay. I'll recommend. See, this is like it was new to me. I had just discovered it. Yeah. But um, the best way to reheat pizza. When I have an air fryer, I've used the oven, yeah. but I just discovered the frying pan reheat method. Have you ever reheated it in a frying uh, pan? Pizza? Yeah, no. Recommend it. The best way I've ever done it. So is the frying pan covered? It, you can only do like two slices at a time, but get like yeah, get like a frying pan and you cover it. Set it yeah. So we'll set it on medium. Okay. Put the two slices on yeah. there for like four minutes. Yeah. Then put in like a tablespoon or less of water and cover it to get the cheese melted. Like another set the yeah set the heat down a little. It's like the perfect combo of the crust being crispy and the cheese being melty dude i swear i'm gonna it. try the first that. time i did it okay the second time i nailed it and i was like i'm gonna I try it pizza and like i'm this. i'm yeah. skeptical but you've heard of it okay optimistic so i'm gonna i had tr- heard of it i'm but gonna this, try that this week was the first time i tried it and i highly recommend it wow all right i mean, i, I did highest that. recommendations i dig that i'm gonna you know i found my wreck and it was gonna be crossword puzzles big f- yeah dude big fan um, I do them before I go to sleep. It's kind of like a wind Digital down or, uh, no, 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 no. Analog? It has to be a book it has to be book and pencil. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, it's, it was a way to get me off of like screen time when I don't feel like reading. So like, I mm-hmm. like the fact that I get to use my brain and do them. Um, I'm not good at them really. Um, I try to do me, I do medium and I would say on average, I can finish like 60 to 70%. Um, so I'm not great at them. Um, you do find out that when you do them, there's, you know, certain makes of them obviously do repetitious things. Um, so you'll see like clues over and over and over again for, um, the ease of filling in spots, but I I do enjoy crosswords. I think it's, I'm not sure how popular they are nowadays. Obviously I never did them as a kid or even really in my uh, young adult years. I picked them up after the age of 30 as like a bedtime type thing but big big proponent of crosswords if you're ever looking for something to give yourself something to do before to wind down from the day that's not screen time yeah i think like i've done some with my family here and there like it's a good family or like couples or friend activity if you just need to do something away from the tv or you just got like 30 minutes to kill Mm -hmm. just hanging out Mm -hmm. um a crossword book or another i have i have like a similar like i it's got like a bunch of puzzles in a book and i use it i still i bring it on planes or like i keep it at night planes are a big one yeah kind of also like if i feel anxious at all or anything it's like just focus on something focus on a puzzle word puzzles i like crosswords especially once you start getting into some crosswords you start to learn all the little rules you know they got this little community with all these little rules that you don't know until you start doing them after like your first 10 to 15 20 you're like oh i get it now (laughs) like i see i see the clue is a clue itself yeah and then you start to put it all together. Um, I like it. Yeah. A little pen and get a little pen and paper in your life. I was thinking today, I don't know if I was watching a movie or a show, but somebody had like a coloring book. And that's whatever, an adult coloring book, because it's more complex. Um, you know, whatever that means. But I was like, should I just have one of those on my coffee table just to like kill time? Or just, yeah, so like a good, like get some colored pencils again, just to like, occupy 
my brain so I don't start thinking about like when's my next fake heart attack gonna be mm-hmm. when when am I gonna you know when am I gonna like uh, just have that like my shoulder gonna fully rip itself off when am I gonna mm-hmm. when am I gonna die basically yeah. you know, all those thoughts that creep into your head sure at 3 a.m. like get up and just use that coloring book maybe I'll just color instead <laughs> <laughs> I know right that seems way more fun I'd like to contemplate my own mor- mortality right now <laughs> yeah or I yeah. could color this bumblebee I'll color yeah. the bumblebee Actually, I, so one of the things I got into this week too, it was a dollar ninety nine on the Switch. I got a fishing video game. <laughs> I haven't had one of those since Super Nintendo. Impressive. But I got it. It's it's not. There's no game to it. You just reel it in. There's little codes. It's almost like Mortal Kombat codes for the lure. Then you just reel it in. You fight the fish, and it comes in, and it's like, oh, cool. I'm tired now. Nice. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that was a pretty big fish. That's my first Northern Pike. <laughs> Hooray. Yeah, I like that. I like that kind of the, the vibey things, just little activities to occupy your mind yeah. that aren't like crosswords. You know what? This week I'm going to do a crossword. Nice. Uh, cool. All right. Let's get those conversation die. See what we're working with next week. I'll have to look. I'm going to look up new versions of this this week, too. Cause... So we're running out of words. There's got to be just a random word thing. Still got to look that up. All right. Friends, strange fam. Don't see, we don't see you out there, Matt Grover, commenting on our Ooh, Grover YouTube channel. We see you. Hey, strange fam, that's the most important thing, is we acknowledge you. Absolutely. You are seen. Another big Yankee fan. All right. Word number one, disaster. Perfect. <laughs> So we can talk about the podcast. Word number two was, the first thing I saw was the system. Ooh. Don't know what that means. We're going to get into some and like fight club. Body of water. <laughs> Interesting Body twist. of water, the system, disaster. I do have a story for body of water and disaster. But okay. We'll save it. Hey, that's, there's your... Uh, Here's your cliffhanger, fellas. Hey, hey, you guys want to hear about body of water and disaster right now? But guess what? You can't. Nope. Unless you you're, come back unless, next time. Unless yeah, you're just unless you're just when we answer these, more phone calls. We'll answer more yeah. phone calls, and maybe maybe we'll get into text yeah. conversations with people, and that they won't realize that we're actually relaying their answers on yeah. <laughs> on Spotify, but. Uh, or on the podcast. Why does he Spotify? It's because I listen to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, hope you're hope you're binging. Hope you're just like traveling home. Maybe going to visit some friends. And letting this letting us inspire. Yeah, you, I'm wondering okay? I'm wondering what people are doing right now when they're listening to us. I often wonder that because I only Having listen sex. to podcasts when I'm running. That's usually when I'm Oh. Yeah, yeah. So like are people did you say having sex? Yeah. Do you think? Like somebody accidentally left it on? I hope that, I mean, that, what a, yeah. what a delight. If you are, if you're part of the strange are, fam and that's the case, yeah. please smash that comment, dude. Let us know in the comments. If you are smash boning the comment, if you are smashing. Yeah. Yeah. So disaster system, body of water. So don't let disaster and body of water get seep into your, if you're flying, don't let, don't think about that right now while you're listening to this episode. <laughs> oh man. That's <laughs> don't, don't think about well, that. Well, they were until you did that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, just dip into, yeah. dip into the, 
crossword puzzle that's yeah, halfway your, done in the airline get your, magazine. Get your crossword puzzle. Get your colored <laughs> get pencils. Your, get your Sudoku. Your Sudoku's and your Duko. Is that the most? Hey, poll. This is gonna be the poll for this week. Okay. Which word do you think parents mispronounce most? Is it Sudoku or is it Chipotle? Does every does every person over fifty years old say Chipotle? Yeah. <laughs> for Chipotle. Yeah. And Sodoku. Sodoko. Sodoku. Mm-hmm. That'll be this week's poll. All right. All right. Rock and roll. So we'll we'll hit it. All right. Thanks, y'all. Be well. Deuces. We need do we need an uh we already do have an outro, I forgot. Yeah. Adios, turd nuggets. <laughs>